Happy New Year, everybody. And this week on the Frantic Thoughts podcast, we're going to be talking about my brand new job. And we're going to do a long section all about 2019 video games that I'm looking forward to. And then wrap it up with some New Year's resolutions. I hope you guys are going to enjoy this episode. I had a blast recording it. And let's dive deep into episode number 81. Welcome back, everybody, to the Frantic Thoughts Podcast. We sit down every week and we talk about video games, movies, comics from a personal perspective. It's a solo show where I rant and rave about things that I love and obsess over and hopefully let you guys in on the fun. Usually, this show is a weekly show. Obviously, I took a little bit of a break. Last episode was December 20th. And uh, we're sitting down on, I think this is January 16th that I'm going to be recording this section. And yes, I didn't tell anybody and it kind of just disappeared for a little while, but we're back. This is going to be a weekly show from now on. Every Thursday, late Thursday, early Friday-ish, around that time frame every week, we're going back on the schedule. And uh, the thing that happened is... I got fired, obviously, I told you guys about that on a previous episode or a couple of episodes, and I uh, went kind of really into like a depressed mode, and I was not really feeling myself, and I didn't really, I couldn't really get into much, I was kind of down for a little while there, so I didn't want to sit here and then force a positive tone or force a positive podcast out when there was nothing there in my mind and soul to give out there that was positive. Why put out negative energy when I don't need to? So I decided, hey, I'm going to go ahead and get this job, which I did officially get the job. I did the job interview and everything went really good. And I started, I think it was January 3rd or 2nd, one of the two. And uh, the job's been really good and everything's looking up. We're getting back on track money-wise and my uh, occupation-wise and everything, which is awesome, you know. I'm feeling a lot more positive lately, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to set a date. We're going to start the podcast weekly again, and uh, that's where I've been, and it's going to be weekly. It's going to start today, and then it's going to go all the way through every Thursday or Friday, usually Thursday, but sometimes I miss the Thursday because of life stuff, which, you know, that's okay. So let's go ahead and talk about the new job. I got a job at a beer distributor, and I distribute Budweiser and affiliated products along those lines. They distribute some of uh, Mexican beers, too. And pretty much what my job is, is I'm a retail service uh, adv- advisor, administrator? Oh, crap. I don't even remember my own title. Basically, it's I'm a delivery boy to an extent. I go to the stores after the trucks have been delivered. And I break down the trucks and the load and I fill up the displays and the product on the shelf and I rotate it out by dates and I organize the back stock and that's kind of my job. I'm just kind of make sure the shelves look great and has a great presentation and the, the uh, people that we distribute to are happy with our you know shelf, the shelves being full and that they are getting good service from us because you know if we sell products to them, we are you know, we are their customers and we want to make sure that it looks good. So basically that's all I do, but it's a fun job because it's kind of a little more loosey goosey. And I've just started to experience this lately. The first two weeks, which is basically wrapping up now, I had a trainer with me and he was showing me the ropes and I'm picking it up really fast because I know this type of work. I've done stocking and all sorts of stuff like this for years and years. So I just gravitated to it. I was like, dude, this is easy peasy. You know, I just kind of make a list of stuff I need, 
grab the stuff, fill it up. It's very common sense. It's not rocket science or anything. But uh, yeah, I went to the stores. So I have three stores that I generally go to around here. And basically, I just kind of do a route every day. And uh, some days I do two of the stores with two loads. And then on the weekends, they're a little weirder. So basically, what I'll end up doing on the weekends is I go to the the three stores that I have, and then there's a Target that I go to as well, where I only have to go one time. So I start at like 6.37, and they're actually really loosey-goosey with when I start. As long as I start by a specific time, I can start earlier. If I start a little later, it's not a big deal, as long as the job gets done. And I do the route. And then I take like a three hour, four hour break, depending on when I stop. If I stop at like 11, 12, and then I have to come back at 2.30 to 3 and do everything again, make sure the shelves look good for the end of the day. And so I get like a three hour lunch on the weekends. It makes the days kind of long, but the shifts are generally about seven to eight hours when you add up the two sections. You know, you get like a four hour in the morning and like a three hour in the evening, sometimes four hours or five in the morning and three in the evening or vice versa. And it's fine. I, I kind of liked it because basically what I was doing is I would just go home, sit down, strip down, eat some food, and just play some Kingdom Hearts or whatever game I'm into at the time. And I don't think I'll do that every day. I'll probably start taking my DS or 3DS or Game, game Boy Advance or something and start doing some mobile gaming, you know, just throw it in my glove box and, uh, in my car or whatever and just sit in my car and just chill and play some 3DS you know, for a break or go to a restaurant and have lunch and play my 3DS. But yeah, it's, it's really nice. I don't hate the job. It's gonna, I know it's gonna get more rough during the holidays and during Super Bowl and stuff like that, because you know, it's beer. People celebrate, they buy beer. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, when it comes to my personal life, that has been really good. And I've loved this job so far. And it's a lot more positive of an atmosphere. I don't feel like I am constantly being looked down on or being nitpicked all the time, which happened a lot at my old job. Uh, the management there was just ridiculous. They would just get on me all the time about everything. And it just it just really eats into you to fe feel all this negative feedback all the time. And even if it's not negative all the time, which it was, I would say it was 90% of the time. It was more like, this was good, but you messed up these five things. And this was good, but you messed up these eight, these three things, you know, whatever. And it just kind of eats at you after a while. And they kind of don't want to be at work anymore after you hear that over and over and over again. So honestly, even though I make a little bit less at this job, which it's okay, we can adjust our funds and what we spend on stuff and you know, save a little differently and try to cut back on some bills, like getting new phones and stuff like that, which we're already planning on doing. And, uh, you know, be adults and figure it out. It's a little bit less pay, but it's a better atmosphere. And I feel a lot more happy and I feel a lot more fulfilled, at least so far. Who knows? It's only been two weeks, but honestly, I'm having a great time at the new job and I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm in a better state of mind, which I really appreciate so that's enough about my life but that's where i've been shows back on normal schedule and um i'm just in a better head headspace and i feel a lot more positive about everything which is awesome i i mean i didn't expect this job to do that to me but i guess maybe the work situation over there was just that de deteriorate it deteriorated I can't say that word for whatever t reason today. It deteriorated my positive energy and my positive feelings that I had. So I'm glad that I have something that 
is turning everything around. So that's really good. Um, there are some negatives because I did have uh, some oral surgery planned and I had to, you know, cancel that. I had an eye appointment planned. I had to cancel that. But it is positive. I'd get my I get insurance in two months working here. So as soon as I get insurance, I'll jump back on those and get that taken care of. And I've been having this issue with my glasses, right? Like I wake up in the morning, my eyes are burning and itching. But the reason is, is one of my my frame of my glasses is snapped in one side and it's kind of just hanging there and it has the frame a little bit or the lens a little closer on my right side than my left. If I pick up my glasses and I adjust them to where it's supposed to be, I can see perfectly clear. But I can't glue them. I've tried gluing them. I've tried everything. The, the frames are just dead. And I have to wear them until I get better ones. And so everything is a little hazy here and there when I'm working and driving and watching stuff. So I can see. I would say it's not perfectly like it's not bad. I can still see good enough. It's not blurry, but it's just not crystal clear like you would expect from glasses so I, I'm just like kind of bummed out about that and it's been making me have like that like I said the itchy and watery eyes in the morning because I think my eye is straining so much during the day that I wake up and it's just itchy like oh like ugh, it's like there I'm like god this sucks but yeah so um let's go ahead and keep on going this is going to be what's happening obviously I already talked about everything <laughs> that that's been going on but let's go ahead and talk about a little bit about some of the video games and movies i've been seeing in the last month or so so uh i do want to mention i've been going at it with kingdom hearts so i had I basically had almost a whole month off of work so i decided you know what i'm going to jump in feet first we're going to keep going with this kingdom hearts thing and i ended up playing every single game up to dream drop distance i just beat dream drop distance yesterday and if you don't know that's like basically the last main game you have to play there is another game i have to play which i'm going to play soon it's only like three to four hours long it's called 0.2 fragmentary wait let me see the full title is kingdom hearts birth by sleep 0.2 fragmentary passage you know because it doesn't need a complicated name or anything <laughs> so uh i'm gonna be playing that in the next couple of days and it's telling the story of aqua coming out of the dark realm and possibly getting norded which makes no sense to anybody unless uh, <laughs> unless you have played the series so um i do love this this series in general they have some great like classic disney stuff especially in dream Di dream drop distance and birth by sleep which i will talk about that game in a second but dream drop distance was the recent one i played it's more more fresh in my brain here and it kind of had like this system where you had these things called dream eaters so basically what the storyline is is sora and riku which he's, they're the main characters of the game they have to go take a mark of mastery course which teaches them how to be a keyblade master like because they they obviously wield keyblades which is the main weapon in the series but in order to become a per, uh, actual keyblade master you have to take this course and so basically what you do is you drop into dreams based on different worlds and you unlock the doorway of the dreams that have been lost in slumber <laughs> this is so calm i know it's a, it's a dumb storyline but i i thought it was interesting and you go into each world and of course you fight a bunch of bad guys and they're called dream eaters and you actually get a dream eater companion and this is the part of the game that was kind of cheesy to me they look like little like pink and purple and fuchsia colored 
monsters and you train them and it's kind of like Pokemon a little bit and they have their own names and stuff and you can name them and it, it, it's basically like a little Pokemon mini game thrown into Kingdom Hearts. I thought it was okay, but it kind of gets rid of some of the gravitas when you're playing like, like basically so when, when you're in these worlds, the bad guy comes and screws with everything let's just say that and you end up fighting him at the end with different forms and stuff and different boss battles but then you like in a boss battle and for me i had this like dude i had this cool looking penguin he was a penguin guy i named him penguin no what did i name him i forgot oh no i named him chet because he looked like a chet he had sunglasses on he had a robe and like flip-flops like he's like a chill out penguin and uh his special attack if you team up with him is you're literally in a jacuzzi with him attacking bad guys so i had him and then i had this giant it just basically looked like a snorlax um panda basically like the size is like the size of a snorlax from pokemon and it's purple and has like a pink belly and like the little kingdom hearts logo on the chest and he's just like he's kind of like a a bat like he looks so stupid looking he's like giant teddy bear running around while you're trying to fight this epic boss battle with this crazy orchestrated score in the background and then you just see this giant panda and this little penguin waddling around like slashing at the bad guy and it's just like okay it's kind of getting over <laughs> it's it's it just looks really weird and it, it, it that's kingdom hearts in a nutshell really thinking about it like you'll fight this crazy boss battle and then you'll see mickey jump in and he they're trying to make him look so epic he's mickey right like epic mickey right those games were okay i guess but um he jumps into the battle and he's just like oh i'm gonna get everybody i can't do a mickey I, i'm not even gonna try really but it it it's a weird series obviously you got kingdom hearts a little bit of final fantasy and then and actually in dream drop distance they have uh the world ends with you uh characters in it too which are stuck in traverse town which is kind of like the zone between zones in the series and i just just this series just surprises me i love the storyline um the entire through line is actually interesting and they it's very convoluted, obviously, and it takes a little bit to get into, but once you dive in, it's really fun to dive deeper and deeper and deeper, to the point where I can watch the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailers, and I know every single character in the game, <laughs> and it was kind of nice. Uh, there's some good voice acting, especially in Birth by Sleep, which I'll mention real quick here. We um, have a Mark Hamill playing a character named Ericus, which is basically Square, you know, like Square Enix, but like jumbled letters so yeah i noticed that and uh he does a really good job obviously he did more he doesn't really do a joker high-pitched mark ha mark hamill it's more of his deeper one where it's more serious but you can he definitely hear the little tinge of mark hamill in there and then um we have of course the late and great leonard nimoy doing uh Zehanort, which is the big bad of the entire series and he you can tell he's really getting on in age in the later epi uh, episodes of the games and um yeah, he's like really, really gravelly. Like later on, and it's just like, dang, I could you could really hear his age. Sadly, um, rest in peace on that. But he did a really good job, and and I watched the Kingdom Hearts three trailer, and he's not in it, and it's just like it doesn't feel the same because he's he did a really good job of playing that grizzled, you know, effed up bad guy, and I enjoyed that quite a bit hearing those two uh, play off of each other, and so Birth by Sleep is a prequel to everything. And basically, you go and you play three different storylines. And this game, I I got really frustrated with. And what I ended up doing 
is canceling my playthrough of it, I guess I should say. I was playing the storyline for Terra, and it just got really difficult at the end, and I was just like frustrated with it, and I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to watch the storyline, because I wanted to catch up for Kingdom Hearts 3. So that's my whole goal for all this, obviously. So what I did is I watched the movies for all of it, the cinematics, and just got the story through that. And I was like, you know what? If I haven't Kingdom Hearts itch, there's one sitting here I haven't played 100% of. And I feel like that's okay because I played mostly everything else. So yeah, whatever. But the storyline for that is actually really interesting. And I love the characterizations of those three. And how it ties into Kingdom Hearts 1 and all that other stuff is really interesting too. Uh, I guess that's enough talk about that. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it, and I've been enjoying it. I'm excited for Kingdom Hearts 3, and I actually have some money to buy it. So next week, I'm going to be picking it up and just having a blast with that. I'm sure you'll hear more about it in the future. I did end up watching a good amount of movies over the stretch of time, but I'm not going to go into every single one. There's a few that I do want to talk about, though. First off, this movie called Searching, which I thought it was a cool premise. It's his father and daughter. And the daughter, it gets lost or, you know, gets kidnapped. You don't know what happened to her. But the entire story is told through a browser window on a PC. And they do like little weird tricks where it's like an Apple PC and then they have FaceTime so you can see the character in the frame. So basically you're seeing the entire movie through computer screens. And of course, to make this story and the plot work, they do stretch it a little bit. But it, I thought it was an entertaining movie, and the acting was really good, and the way they filmed it was kind of cool. It's kind of a new way to do a found footage movie. Obviously, it's a little experimental the way they put it together, but I thought it was very inter entertaining and kind of refreshing to see a movie in a different light like that. And the storyline altogether was actually interesting, and I thought it was a cool movie. And if you guys want to see something a little more experimental, like... It's, it's kind of cool how they do it. They uh, It's a minor spoiler for like a very beginning plot point, but they kind of show like a Windows Vista PC and like them doing like old family movies on, on it. And then they kind of pan forward to like an Apple iMac later on. And I thought it was just cool. I, I haven't seen a movie like it. And I think it's worth your time if you want to see something a little out there. Like it, the, story, the plot in the story isn't out there, but the way they do it is interesting. And I, I thought it was cool. And I thought it was well done, so uh, it's called Searching. I think I said that already, but here it is again, in case you missed it, the first go-round. We also went to the theater and saw Holmes and Watson, which I was really excited for this movie from the sheer prospect of seeing Will Ferrell and John C. Riley together on screen again, which I love the movies they've done together. They haven't done a ton, but they did do Talladega Nights, and they did do Step Brothers and uh, Dewey Cox. I think that... Uh, Will Ferrell makes like a cameo in that but basically the when they're together usually I like the comedies they're stupid comedies for the most part they have some dumb raunchy humor in there but it's always a good time and it makes me laugh my ass off every time I see them together except for when I went and saw Holmes and Watts which was I keep saying Holmes and Watts I think it's what it's Holmes and Watson obviously it's it's a cool premise it should be funny but this movie just lands on his face, man. I, I really wanted to like this movie. It's I was sitting there the entire time, and within the first five to ten minutes, they make a really dumb joke. Um, I'm just going to spoil a little bit of this movie, because I don't think it's really worth your time, unless you just really want to see it. But 
uh, it's just a really bad comedy, man. Like, they really struggle to find jokes in this movie. And every joke that I've seen didn't really land. There was a couple of Donald Trump jokes in there, and I'm just like, this just doesn't work. And so the beginning, there's like, it shows Will Ferrell's character, you know, him being Sherlock, not getting along with anybody, and then he shuts down all his emotions, and he sucks up a tear back into his eye when he was crying. And I'm just like now guys this is this is not good oh shit is this gonna be bad like i was so worried that it was gonna be bad and then it ended up not being very good and it's a bummer though like those two together usually some stupid silly comedy that is actually funny because of how absurd it is but the absurdity in this movie it just lands so flat man and i know it got reviewed really bad and kind of deserves the bad review sadly and it sucks because i was actually excited to see them do a movie together and hopefully they do another one together in the future that's good but i always have stepbrothers which it doesn't hold up 100 percent. but i do enjoy watching stepbrothers it's stupid and funny and just like i said it's ridiculous like it's off the wall and i always have a good time with it unfortunately Holmes and Watson just doesn't do that for me and I was just really bummed out walking out of the theater for that movie yeah it is what it is you know but honestly if you want to see a good comedy I would skip it there were some good ones last year though that I would recommend uh here let's go ahead and recommend a couple comedies from last year we got we got Blockers with John Cena which is actually pretty good and we got Date Night which I liked a lot and there was another one tag tag that's what it is tag which i liked a lot as well i've talked about all three of these before so if you want to see a good comedy and you haven't seen those i would recommend watching those over holmes and watson any day of the week and lastly we watched aquaman in the theaters as well and i thought this movie was excellent for what it was and it's bombastic and ridiculous and has some of the most over-the-top visuals. And I think the movie's a little bit over long. There's sections they could have really cropped out and cut out of this film. But I had just a good time seeing it. It's very visually appealing, like when they go down into Atlantis and everything. And it's all colorful and beautiful. And all the underwater scenes kind of were breathtaking. There's some really interesting action shots. I like the, their choice of the way they film the action in the movie and jason momoa as aquaman he's kind of eh, he, he's okay like he's a meathead i guess that's a character to a certain extent i just think he's kind of a flat actor all in all even when he was cal drogo and all that back in the day i thought he was kind of flat always i guess that's his take on stuff i think you i don't think he was as charming as he should have been in my opinion a lot of people love him I mean, he looks the part, obviously, he's, like, chiseled, like, like, from granite, you know, he has a superhero physique, he has that look to him, but, um, eh, I don't know, he, he was just okay to me, but the, the storyline was interesting, and I like how they portrayed Aquaman, and I know it was very respectful of his origins, and used a lot of comic book material to make the storyline a lot interesting, more interesting, but, you know, it, it's kind of just the middle of the road superhero popcorn flip for me. I just thought it was a fun watch. I don't know if I'll watch it again, but it's definitely one of the better DCEU movies. It's it's not quite as good as Wonder Woman. I really loved Wonder Woman to death, and I've watched that multiple times. It still holds up. It's a great movie, and this one is just kind of like a little bit less than Wonder Woman, but it's still awesome, and I like it a lot, and that's mostly because of the visual 
look of it and the nice colors and the way they film the action scenes just how it looks i think it's really well filmed and edited i wouldn't mind seeing a sequel to it and seeing him in the future maybe they do a aquaman wonder woman movie or something like that and it makes me more excited for shazam which comes out in a couple months i think it comes out in march so dc hasn't been like striking out as much as they have been in the past lately which makes me more positive about the characters going forward but i'm just kind of like you know it's a little just more superhero stuff and it has to do something a little more interesting kind of like into the spider-verse or avengers infinity war which i know a lot of people think that that movie is kind of eh. you know i know some people don't really like infinity war as other as much as others but uh I think that now superhero movies have to do something a little different. I know that Aquaman did that from the visuals, but it was still kind of a superhero origin story. Um, I'd like to see where it goes, though, and it did really well. So we'll see more, I'm sure, because I think it made like a billion dollars, like literally with a billion dollars in the box office. So definitely recommend it if you enjoy that popcorn blockbuster superhero flick. I mean, it was a good time. And I'm not sad that I saw it. I thought it was a fun movie and uh, worth it. Worth it. Go see it if you can. We also sat down and finished up a series of unfortunate events. It's been going on for a couple years, maybe three years now. It's only like three seasons, but it's a interesting kind of weird take. It kind of feels Tim Burton, but not. So it's like a, a series on Netflix. It's an exclusive there. And it's about these kids that are orphaned, about the secret organization, and this guy, Count Olaf, that's trying to get their fortune. If you haven't seen the um, 2004 movie with Jim Carrey, it's it's similar to that, but it's they go further with the story and continue it on to the very end and the conclusion. And I thought the story was okay at times, like... There are certain segments because they go to different places. They go to like a carnival and like an old town and they go to like all over the place. They go to like a submarine at one point and stuff. There are a couple of these little chapters of the series that I didn't like as much as others. But the entire through line seeing the story from the beginning to the end is worth it. It's a nice little series and it's dark and it's kind of like darkly funny there's funny moments that are just dark and weird like it's just a weird show and i i thought that neil patrick harris as olaf just huge like bombastic character that tries all these costumes on and is like kind of always just out there and no matter what costume he wears like people don't see him in the act like it's obviously him but he could put like a female makeup on and like ooh, who's this and they're like the kids are like, it's Count Olaf, like, what the hell? And then everybody's like, no, come on, he just, she doesn't look anything like Count Olaf, and it's just stupid and silly, and I thought it, the entire story, it's just weird, it's like one of the weirdest shows I've watched, but that's not a negative, it's positively weird, I should say, like, it's worth watching, honestly, and it's just like one of those shows that, I didn't think I would like, obviously, honestly, and sitting down watching it with Sierra and just kind of like just enjoying the weirdness of it, I thought it was worth it, and yes, I, I love the way it's filmed. 
And it's kind of cool because I got that TV and the 4K TV and it has Dolby Vision in it. It's like 4K, so everything looks so amazing. And I sit there and I'm like, my TV looks like it does when you go into like a Best Buy. It looks so beautiful. <laughs> and I don't have anything else that plays 4K content. So it's like one of the few times I'm like, this TV is so beautiful. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed that, and if you're into like something just a little different and a little off center, I guess go ahead and check that out. I, I thought it was cool. I also rewatched the entirety of The Office, and obviously this is one of the biggest shows and biggest sitcoms ever, so I don't really need to go into details about it. But uh, I just wanted to mention it because this show gets me through hard times. Every single time I, I decide to watch it, usually it's around a hard time for some reason. Uh, the first time was when I went to college and I was not really feeling myself. I couldn't really make much friends. It's kind of lonely and I was stressing out about classes and student loans and all that. And I watched the entirety of The Office and it just made me feel better. And so this time I got fired and a little bit before I did that, that happened to me. I was watching The Office here and there. You know, I was like in the second season and then I, during my month long little guess forcification i was watching the office a lot and i just recently finished it up and it was just like kind of like every single time i have some kind of crazy just sad moment in my life where i'm kind of feeling down on myself that show helps bring me back up which i'm so grateful for that and it obviously it's one of the best comedies ever um it does fall off here and there and near the end and it's not the best last couple seasons but the last couple episodes do wrap it up nicely and they're always tear jerkers and yeah i love the office and i'm just grateful that it exists and it helps me get through all of these like bad times in my life so it's always nice to have media that distracts you just enough from your own you know mental stuff which i'm sure a lot of people deal with including me so that was really good i loved it <laughs> And the last little piece of media I've been consuming, mostly with Sierra just chilling out, is we got caught up on American Horror Story, and that show is actually pretty fantastic. And I'm surprised I like it, because we, we used to watch it back in the day, like when it first came out. I think it's on like season 7 or 7 or 8, something like that. And I... No. No. Get off the keyboard. Come on. Anyway... <laughs> I'm probably not going to cut that out. Uh, we, we've been catching up on it, and usually I'm not too much of a horror story guy or like a horror movie guy, but something about this series, the way that each season is its own little storyline, like they have the same characters, but then they like the same actors, but they do different characters each season. So we'll have the first season is like Murder House, and you'll have this crazy story about this fucked up it's really fucked up story like this entire series is really really twisted i would say especially like the um asylum which would be season two and then they have like a freak show season and then they have one that's kind of like a suburban like insanity like this one more a little more politically charged one and there's like a witch one and there's like an apocalypse one and each season is cool how to, to see how they play out the stories with the new uh, characters that the actors play. We have the main, you know, actors, but then they play different characters. And then sometimes they tie the different seasons together. So you'll have like characters from the old series. So it'll be like, okay, the main character 
one of the main guys is Evan Peters, the actor, and he'll like play his old character from the other season alongside his character from this season, and they're two different characters like next to each other, and it's just like this is cool. I, I and they're they play them pretty well, and it's just kind of like a cool little anthology series, and I've enjoyed it from its beginnings, but we kind of fell off watching it, and it's just. It's a cool time. It's a it's a good time if you're just into weird out there horror stuff. Because sometimes I'm okay with it, and sometimes some seasons fall a little flat for me, just because it's like, eh, eh. <laughs> it's not really to get scared. I just like to see how they do the storylines and just where they go with it. Because you never really expect what they do each season. They try to twist everything on its head and do something just out there, and it's unlike anything else on TV. So. We've been having a great time watching that again, and um, I recommend it if you can stomach some gore. This is just me being honest. There's gore in it. There's some really uneasy, like, freakish body horror stuff here and there. Um, There are times when stuff happens that is a little disturbing and things that you, it's, it's disgusting at times. It's just, they, they go there, they push the envelope when it comes to, how out there they can go with horror, which I like. In some episodes, I'm just like, I wish they wouldn't have done that, but the storyline is kind of cool that goes with it, so it's kind of like two ends of the seesaw, I guess. And, yeah, American Horror Story, it's not for everybody, but I've been enjoying it quite a bit, and that's coming from somebody who doesn't really like horror stuff or zombie stuff or anything like that. Like, I'm not a Resident Evil guy or Silent Hill guy, really. I, or anything like that, I kind of stay away from horror, but this is one of the things that I make an exception for, so recommended on that basis alone. So that's kind of like what's been going on here, like some of my media consumption, some of my video game playing, I haven't really played a lot besides Kingdom Hearts, I'm just kind of binging that lately, so I know that's not very interesting, but that's pretty much what I've been doing, um, I'll be picking up some other titles com- coming in the next couple of weeks here. And that's what I want to talk about in the second segment here is what games I'm looking forward to in 2019. And I figured since this is my kind of my comeback episode, this is the New Year episode. We're going to make it long. We're going to kind of go into details on a few topics here. So hopefully you guys are in for the long haul on this episode. I'm sure the runtime won't be as long as I'm thinking, but we'll see. Let's go ahead and jump into my most anticipated 2019 video games and then maybe I'll throw in a couple movies near the end of that segment as well. Welcome to the second segment where we're going to be talking about all the 2019 games that look good. We're kind of just go over to Wikipedia to 2019 in video gaming and we're just going to go down the list of games that are confirmed and some that aren't confirmed and we're going to kind of speculate and talk about games I'm actually looking forward to in this next year you know I, I like to play not every modern game that comes out but I like to select and pick and choose ones that I think I'm going to enjoy so we're just going to kind of go through this list and ones that stick out to me we're going to talk about some of them have already come out because it is a couple weeks into January but Not many have actually come out that I'm personally excited for. So we're going to go ahead and start off with... I'm I'm looking at the list here. I I think that 
the new No More Heroes game just came out, but the reviews for it weren't very good, and I didn't have very high hopes for it because it's not an official sequel to No More Heroes from the Wii. And uh, I I love that series, and it's kind of a bummer to see one not turn out as good as you would think it would. But uh, next up that I'm actually really excited for comes out in a few days here is the Life is Strange 2 Episode 2, and it's called Rules. And um, if you guys didn't know, I really loved the first episode of Life is Strange 2. It tells a really touching tale of two brothers faced with a tragedy, and uh, it gets into more of some, I guess, powers. And Because if you've ever played Life is Strange, the original it had this time traveling mechanic where you can rewind time. And this one looks like it has more of like a telekinesis or like a, what is it? When you can uh, pick up stuff with your brain. Is that telekinesis? I think it is. TK or PK, psychokinesis, one of the two. Uh, it has some kind of powers. Uh, his little brother seems to have some kind of mystical power where he can th- lift things with his mind and control inanimate objects with his brain. His mind, his mind magnet i don't know what i'm saying but uh it looks interesting i think this is going to actually dive a bit into that for the second episode and um they do emotional storytelling so well and it's basically a narrative experience but i've always enjoyed like last year i dove deep because i played the first couple episodes of life is strange and then i I fell off and started playing other things but last year i decided hey i'm just going to sit down and replay this entire thing and i loved it to death and then i played life is strange 2 episode 1 i think it came out in september or august somewhere along those lines and i loved it and i've been waiting for this for a while so i'm excited to see more episodes of that coming out there should be five total so I hope it keeps up with the trajectory it seems like it's going, and I love the storytelling in it so far, so let's see what else we got (laughs) for 2019 games. We have Kingdom Hearts 3. Obviously, I've been building up to this and playing this series from the very beginning all over again. Uh, I played Kingdom Hearts 1 again so I could be on the Cartridge Club plot. Prime Prime podcast from last year and I loved doing that and you know what I was like man I have all these games and I've never played them all 100% I played Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 but I was a kid so I played them all from the beginning starting last year and I have just caught up like I said in the last segment so and uh between the two recordings I actually did play the 0.2 preload what is it? 0.2. I, I, I've said it already in the past one, but I did actually play that between these two recordings here. And it was good. It was like a two and a half hour little segment that's kind of tells a past story that relates to the future and to the now. And it actually leads right into Kingdom Hearts 3, which is really cool. And they actually show what Unreal Engine 4 looks like with the Kingdom Hearts, you know, fighting in that style of game. And it looks very beautiful. And I'm looking forward to Kingdom Hearts 3. The the theme song came out today uh, called Face My Fears. It's by the same artist that did Sanctuary and Simple and Clean. And uh, people are kind of like on both sides of the fence if they like it or not. Because Skrillex, uh, if you don't know who he is, is an electronic music artist. He took it and remixed it and made it more like a dubstep track. And uh, people are like not sure if they like it. And I think it works because it's kind of more... It kind of hypes me up a little bit more for like a big battle to happen. And that's kind of the point of this last entry in this series. And obviously I've been excited for it for years and years. And just playing all the games leading up to it makes me even more excited. (laughs) And that comes out January 29th. The the next, there's, there's some other games 
that are uh, kind of leading up to that. We have like Ace Combat 7. I know people get into those. It's not my thing. Uh, Trials Rising comes out February 12th for everything. And I like Trials quite a bit. Um, I I didn't really get into all of them. I've played a lot of Trials HD. And it's a really fun arcade game. And it's this is one of those that I'll probably wait for it to go on sale or to get it like... Uh, games with gold or ps plus deal or something like that it's it's not one i need to pick up day one but definitely love the way it plays and it's it's a fun little game to jump in and play a couple maps on basically the the goal is to get from one side of the map to the other in your motorcycle and there's like a physics to it so it's it's very tricky and challenging to get your little dirt bike motorcycle guy across the map and it's fun and they have like little really crazy obstacles with stuff exploding around you and stuff like that and then of course at the very end you crash and ragdoll everywhere and it's ridiculous so it's just a fun little game and uh they're making a new one so that's on february 12th and i I, i'll like i said i'll pick it up on a sale or something like that it's not a day one purchase for me Next up, we got February 15th, Crackdown 3 finally comes out. It's been announced in T since 2013 or 2012 even. Basically, since the Xbox One has been a thing, people have been, uh, Microsoft has been talking about Crackdown 3, and they have Terry Crews in the game, and that's an obvious thing. Some people have played some multiplayer and some single player, and they have had positive reviews on it so far. And what I'm probably going to do is grab Microsoft, uh, what is it, the game pass and play it on that when it comes out on february 15th just to try it out i have played the original crackdown a little bit but it, it, it's just kind of a silly game like i i didn't really get way deep into it i only played a few hours so this will be my a first official like real attempt at trying the series when when it comes out on that day and of course, Game Pass is cool. I could just buy like two months or a month even and just try it out for a little bit and I like it. If I like it more, I could, you know, extend my Game Pass for another month or two to play a little bit more of it. And uh, the next game that we're going to talk about comes on the same day. There's actually a good amount of games that come out in February this year. And on the 15th, it's, it's no uh, slouch. There's a few games. We got Far Cry New Dawn, which is kind of like a. Far Cry Primal was to Far Cry 4, so it's basically going to take the same map from Far Cry 5, and it's like in a post-apocalyptic set, apocalyptic, <laughs> it's in a post-apocalyptic setting, and I, for some reason, my tongue is tripping over that word, and uh, it's basically going to take the Far Cry formula where you can go this crazy uh, shenanigans, open world zaniness but take it to another extreme because it's going to be post-apocalyptic you're gonna to have to survive and make crazy weapons out of stuff that you find around the environment and stuff like that so that's going to be really cool uh i kind of want to see what people say about this one before i pick it up honestly and to be to be frank i'll be still playing kingdom hearts probably through most of february but i will pick up some of these that seem interesting along the way um as well <laughs> but this, this this looks potentially fun and if it's anything like other far cry games i'm sure it'll have some kind of staying power and be at least somewhat enjoyable and we also on february february 15th we have a fighting game called jump force and it's like a 3d fighter but the, the interesting thing about this is they take characters from a bunch of animes and they cram them all into one fighting game the visual style is kind of weird and it, it it's kind of off to me but it's kind of cool to see yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh fight like 
some crazy character from Naruto or, you know, something like that. It's basically like cramming all these characters together. Um, I don't think I'm going to pick this up personally, but I'm just making it no, you know, noteworthy title because I know a lot of people are going to be way into that style of game. I actually just picked up a uh, Dragon Ball Fighters a while ago, and I've been playing that on off and on. And I think that will has satiated my anime fighting game itch. But I know a lot of people will be really into this because anime fi- fans, you know, love these kind of cool crossovers. I I think anybody that's a fan of something loves it when it crosses over with other things. So. It should be interesting to see what people who are anime fans and fighting game fans think about this game. Uh, also, on that same day, on February 15th, we have Metro Exodus. And this is actually the first in the Metro series that actually is getting is piquing my interest a little bit. Because I've played a little bit of both Last Light, Metro, Metro, Metro Last Light, and Metro 2077. I've played a little bit of both of them, and they always seem kind of boring and dark and not my speed. I guess I should say, but this one just feels like it'll be a lot more open and the graphics are just breathtaking and I am kind of interested in playing this. I don't know if I need to play the first two Metro games. I guess I could, once I get to that level where I'm thinking about purchasing it, I can catch up on the story, but obviously I love first person shooters. It's one of my favorite uh, like styles and genres of games and seeing how beautiful this looks and... uh. I don't know. It just looks fun. I, I hope it turns out to be good. Um, I've heard some sort of negative things when it came to some pre, you know, like previews and stuff from different outlets, but that doesn't mean that the final product won't be a good game. Um, but yeah, that's Metro Exodus. And let's see what's coming up else in February that I'm looking forward to. And I think the only thing that's sticking out to me, honestly, is Anthem, which is a Bioware game. And honestly, I have not played, I don't think I've played any Bioware games, like, to completion. I know that's going to be, like, shocking to some people, because people love Dragon Age and Mass Effect, and I just haven't played them, and I never even played uh, Knights of the Old Republic much, uh, or anything like that. I'm, I just know Bioware's just, like, a powerhouse in the industry. I know that Mass Effect Andromeda wasn't the biggest game, and didn't, you know, scratch people's itches like they thought it would. But I know that this is a class act studio that makes amazing games. And this game looks freaking brilliant. Like, you basically get to be Iron Man. You get these crazy mech suits that have different abilities. You have four different classes. Each have their own strengths and weaknesses. And you can actually get each of them. You don't have to... You're not, like, stuck with one of them. So if there's, like... If you're, like, with the tank class, you're not stuck with the tank class. You can switch it up and level up each of your suits. And it just looks like a really fun time to go around blasting around, flying around in these like badass mech Iron Man suits and just destroy crazy monsters and stuff. And it's kind of, if you haven't played Destiny, it's kind of like Destiny, but if you haven't played it, it's kind of like an open world-ish and you do missions and it's more multiplayer focused. And I'm not a huge multiplayer gamer, but I will probably play this solo and hopefully it's a decent solo experience, even though it's kind of more focused towards this online all the time and live game aspect, you know. But obviously it, it, it looks beautiful and I trust that Bioware has some great writers and it feels like their passion project right now. And hopefully it turns out to be an awesome game. And I know there's a beta coming pretty soon. So if I get a chance to play that, definitely talk about that on here 
and um yeah anthem i'm definitely picking that one up day one i already made my mind up on that one and that one comes out february 22nd and most likely picking it up on ps4 because i have a pro and that's where it's going to look best for me if i had an xbox one x i would buy it on there probably because it probably looks a little better on there but yeah (laughs) um let's see what else we got uh lego movie 2 the video game uh i'm not gonna play it but you know it's worth mentioning for a second here it's a lego game um some people like them and no kids love them um on march 1st i'm not a huge toe jam and earl fan but the reboot is coming out it's called toe jam and earl back in the groove and this is actually probably one of the original roguelike games if uh, you catch my drift. You kind of have procedurally gener- generated worlds. It's top down, top down perspective, and you try to make it through the world. And I'm not going to speak too much about the game because I'm not super educated on the series, but I know there are people, huge retro fans, that are looking forward to that. And I'm super stoked that people that are fans of that series are getting another entry, and especially a modern day take where they can improve some of, of the stuff that was a little lacking in the original titles. And kind of bring it to modern day and bring those characters back that's pretty exciting and i'm i'm sure there's a ton of people excited for that one uh let's see what else we got in march in march 8th we got devil may cry 5 and this is another series i have never played <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest this one looks really really fun though I'm, i was watching some gameplay i think it was probably on giant bomb where i was watching it but um it looks fantastic honestly it looks Um, kind of ridiculous over the top and has this kind of like new metal style to it i don't know it's just because it has this ridiculous angsty edge to it i guess i don't know and uh i don't know if it's for me honestly i i I like hack and slash games obviously i've seen i've excuse me i like hack and slash games quite a bit but it's probably not gonna be a day one for me and i know a lot of people are gonna get way into it and I'm excited for them. <laughs> um, let's see. There is... Let's see what else we got. I, I'm not seeing too much more in March. There's a couple here I can talk about. We have... There's a couple I don't know what they are, so I won't mention them. But we have The Division, which is another Destiny-like, but it's set in DC after, like, you know... If, you, if anybody knows the original story for The Division, it was this virus that took over in Black Friday that put virus on money during black friday and the entire world goes into chaos and this one's set in washington dc around the white house and it's like a crazy you know near future action fighting game uh not fighting uh, action role-playing i guess it would be role-playing uh it says action role-playing here that's why i said it i would say more just like a shooter but you can um, level up your character and collect loot, and it's similar to Destiny, similar to Anthem. So it's another one of these live games that get stuff added to it, and it's more focused on multiplayer than single player. But I don't know personally where I'll be in March if I want to actually pick that up or not. But if it gets good reviews, I might try it out. But I, if there's a beta, I'll try the beta, and if I like the beta. I might pick up the game, but the division one seemed kind of boring to me and a little flat. So they'd have to do a lot to get me interested in a sequel to that. But I figured I'd mention it cause it's a big, big blockbuster game. Uh, next up we got Sekiro shadows die twice. This is from, from 
software who make Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, and all of those Soulsborne games. This one seems a little more fast-paced, but it's similar in its difficulty, where you'll get struck, struck down fast and furiously. <laughs> I was watching some gameplay on this. It looks really fun, actually. You got, like, this grapple hook. You can grapple hook on top of stuff. You're more of a ninja in this one. It's more set in kind of like a feudal Japan type of setting, and there's these crazy monsters that you fight with these giant blades and stuff, and it looks awesome. Like, from a gameplay standpoint, it looks fan. Uh, fast-paced and visceral and <clears throat> just looking at some gameplay it I, I might like it like I always think I'm gonna like a, um, a from software game but then I play it and for after three or four hours I'm done with it so it's kind of like hard for me to be like yes I'm gonna buy this and love it but you never know it might be the from software game that gets me into doing that doing that business because I really liked Bloodborne, and after about eight hours of playing it, I kind of got bummed out because I got really, really far, and basically the mechanic in Bloodborne is you have to do these, like, lanterns to get your save spot, and I could see the lantern, and I had been playing for four hours almost, three to four hours straight, and I'm like, okay, I beat the big boss, the lantern's right there, there's a couple of small guys there, and then this guy rolls out from behind a corner and just instantly kills me. And it was just frustrating enough to me to me to like put it down for a while, and I kind of just never went back to it. So Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is kind of like one of those that looks awesome. Love the art style and the aesthetic, and the way it looks like it's going to play is top notch. But I don't know if it's going to be for me personally. And then, of course, March 29th, complete opposite, we have Yoshi's Crafted World, and I love the Yoshi games, uh, I love Yoshi's World, World, I love Yoshi's Island, and this one looks just as cute and fun, and it's just a sweet little platformer, and this one's more like based on construction materials than fabric materials like Woolly World was, so it looks fun, and you know, it's probably going to be pretty easy, and the music's very annoying. Sorry, I, ha I don't like modern Yoshi music, and I don't like the sound effects from the new, new, new modern Yoshi games. They're just very grating to the ear and high pitch and overly cutesy and saccharine. And I'm just like, ugh. Like, I want to just not listen to music. Most likely, I'll turn it way down and listen to a podcast and just jam out, you know, uh, at, uh, levels and just play with the podcast going or something because I don't really like the sounds in those games that's my only nitpick for the modern Yoshi games otherwise they're fun little cute times <laughs> they're they're not too hard they're just kind of just chill chill out and platform for a bit and I'll, I'll pick it up and play it on my switch for sure and on April 9th we have something called Shovel Knight Showdown which is kind of weird it's a little singular Shovel Knight I think it's kind of more like a uh, what was I going to say? It's more its more like a Smash Brothers, but Shovel Knight, and you play with all the different Shovel Knight characters, and you fight, and that's basically like a little fighting game based in the Shovel Knight uh, aesthetic and universe, and that might be fun. I don't know. Um, the gameplay looked pretty cool. Um, I'm kind of just like, eh, I'm not sure about it. Um, but yeah, I, I love Shovel Knight, and that's one of my favorite games ever, Shovel Knight, the... Um, original Shovel Knight, and then what was the other one? Uh, Scepter, Stark, Stark Spectre, Scepter, I can't think of it right now, you guys know what I'm talking about, I'm sure some people, someone is rolling their eyes and telling me the title of it, but yeah, um, 
Shovel Knight Showdown, I'll, I'll kind of want to see how that, you know, comes up. And it's coming out for everything. I think it might be a hatch for Shovel Knight. I'm not sure if it's own if it's own game or not, but we'll have to see on that. And then on April, that was April 9th, and on April 23rd we have Mortal Kombat 11, which recently had a bunch of reveals, and it looks like more batshit crazy gore and more Mortal Kombat style and gory and you know that style of fighting game. And I like Nether Realms fighting games quite a bit, but. I never really get into them hardcore. I think that I'll probably just wait out for Injustice 3. I really like Injustice 2 and Injustice 1. The other Mortal Kombat's were fine. This one looks pretty okay to me, but definitely not a $60 purchase. Definitely not for me. Uh, I, this would be like a $15 or $10 purchase some sometime down the road, and I'd probably only play it for a few hours or play it against, you know, family or friends, and that's about it. So, <laughs> yeah. I know I'm saying a lot of these games aren't for me. We're just going through all the titles here. <laughs> We've got Days Gone, though. Days Gone actually surprisingly looks pretty fun to me. And that comes out on April 26th. So if you haven't seen what Days Gone is, it's a PS4 exclusive title set in the future with zombies. It's a zombie game. you got a base that you can help, uh, help build and expand out. And you have a motorcycle. And you're kind of like a motorcycle gang in this zombie apocalypse and you're fighting get towards the zombies and it looks at least interesting and there's this a, new, a newer trailer for it recently that got me more interested in it and uh i've seen gameplay of like zombie bears and different things like that and it just looks like a fun time you know i'm not a huge horror horror game fan but i think this might be the one for me and i'm just like ah <laughs> maybe i'm I'm kind of on the fence, you know, but the gameplay looks pretty fun and I definitely want to see how it turns out. Um, one game I didn't mention, I kind of skipped over it. We're just going to rewind back to January and I think it comes out January 25th or 26th uh, is Resident Evil 2. And that's a remake of a horror game that I know a lot of people love. I'm just not a Resident Evil fan. I've never been a Resident Evil fan. I've tried every single title and I can't get into any of them. And I have the Resident Evil 2 demo downloaded on my PlayStation 4. I'm going to give it a shot. It's 30 minutes. We'll see how I feel after that. I've seen some cool looking gameplay. The graphics are stunning. The tech for the way like the zombies just like come back alive after their head's been shot off or they get cut in half and stuff looks ridiculous. And like they really did a lot to make it look great. And it looks like it could be a lot of fun, but I don't know if it's going to be for me. So I'll, I'll give that demo a shot, but eh, you know, so far there hasn't been a lot of games I'm like, oh my God, for on this list. But yeah, there's a couple coming up here that we don't know release dates for that I'm even more excited for. So anyway, we're in April. We're just fast forward back. We have Super Meat Boy Forever, which is actually one I'm really looking forward to. Um, it's an infinite runner super meat boy and he has a new attacks like a punch and like dif different type of wall jumps and stuff like that and it's kind of one of those i'm sort of worried that i'm not gonna like i love the original super meat boy it's one of my favorite platformers ever i just love that style of platformer where it's risk reward and you have to learn the stage and you have to get good get good at the platforming and i, I love that uh, of course, you guys, you all know that I love Celeste, and that's a similar style of game. 
This is similar style to that game, but it's an infinite runner, so everything scrolls, and you have to keep up with the screen and platform really well. So it's kind of like, do I want to play this? Is it going to be good? I don't know. And they changed the art style. It looks a little more Flash animated, like the way they animate it now. It doesn't look the same as the original, and it kind of makes me a little bit bummed out, but I hope, it, I hope it's good, because it's more Super Meat Boy, and that has to be a good thing right it has to be a good thing hopefully uh, I'm, I'm gonna check it out when it comes out for sure but the gameplay hasn't impressed me so far and i'm just kind of like please be good <laughs> so because i love the original so much and uh it's one of those seminal games for me like i can go back and play over and over again so hopefully this follow-up will be that similar experience for me where i want to go back and replay it and play levels over and over again because of how fun it is to play uh, next up, we do have something I'm actually over the moon excited for on May 14th, Rage 2. And that's weird for me to say because I actively dislike Rage 1. I do not think that's a fun game whatsoever. Sorry, I know there's people that are fans of it. It just didn't jive with me. I could not get into it no matter how much I tried played for hours and hours and still the the world looked cool i love the look of it and the general tone of the characters and everything basically it's another one of these uh post-apocalyptic style where you have you know makeshift weapons and different creatures to fight and it just really felt like a corridor shooter like you'd go down into these basements and then the guys would jump around the corner and you're just kind of shooting guys going around these corridors and that's all it really felt like the original rage and i could not get into it but this one looks big bombastic open world and of course the original had some powers you had like this little stick you can throw it's like a tri-stick tri-wing i cannot think of the name of it but it's like a three-bladed little boomerang stick that you can throw at bad guys and it comes back to you and you can electrify it and then they had like different things that were interesting for sure like different powers and attacks but i could not get into it i don't know but this one just looks fun. Every time I see gameplay for it, it looks fast-paced and has a color to it. It has a very interesting style. Like, everything has, like, a pink tone. There's a lot of neon colors for all the factions you're going to have to fight in this giant open world. And then you got these magic powers that you can use. I guess they're not magic, but they're, like, tech powers. I think they kind of have, like, uh, an explanation in the game. Like, oh, you got some new tech. And, like... You can do like a ground pound and you can do like energy beam or like a high jump and stuff like that. Just to add to this frantic, haha, pun intended, I guess. You know, I ruin frantic for myself. Every time I say frantic, I just think about this show in my online handle. Anyway, <laughs> um, this frenetic pace to everything. And it kind of runs me of doom, but with a different tone and universe and has more car combat and it feels like doom but not doom and just more fast-paced first-person shooting is not a problem with me and i'm looking forward to just diving in and experiencing the open world and seeing what kind of crazy shenanigans they get us into for rage 2 on uh, may 21st we have team sonic racing which i wish i was more excited for it it looks okay but there is stuff that kind of feels like they were re reversing their course from Sonic Racing Transform because I think Sonic Racing Tra Transformed is one of the best kart racing games ever. It has 
some of the most fun tracks has a lot of crazy cameos has like crazy taxi jet set radio you know all sorts of things like that just crammed together and it was so fun to see all these characters together in different tracks and different universes going together together it's basically sega's mario kart right this one is more focused on the sonic characters and you have to play in a team with different characters and it's like a team-based racing game so you'll be like your team would be like three people you'd have like sonic knuckles and tails together in a team each in their own cart and you can share items between each other and i think the mechanics sound interesting but i it, it's, i'm definitely just gonna miss playing sonic racing transformed i might as well just go back and play that you know having a coffee for my wii u i'll just go back and pop on the wii u and play that but um obviously They're trying to do something different and new for this one. And that's not a bad thing all the time. And I hope they delayed it, I think, almost six months. And hopefully this delay gives them more time to polish it and refine it. And it's just a really fun kart racer. The only thing that kind of sucks for them is on the same day. No, a month later. Sorry, I just saw the 21st. And I was like, it's on the same day. What? No, it's a month later. It's on June 21st. We got Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. And yes, I love Crash Team Racing, and that is one of the best kart racers ever. And it's on the same echelon as Mario Kart 8, Sonic Racing Transformed, and Crash Team Racing are kind of like on the same level for me. And I would say one that notched a little bit lower than that is Diddy Kong Racing, which is still a fun kart racing game. Um, Crash Team Racing is being remastered 100% for the new consoles. It's coming out on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One on the 21st of June and it looks beautiful it's the same tracks the same stages same characters as that original but that's not a bad thing because that was a fantastic game and seeing it with basically the crash insane trilogy engine with similar art and style to that is going to be awesome and i'm excited to play hundreds of hours of that play some battle mode i used to love playing battle mode as a kid and uh fight sierra race her all the time i know she's gonna want to race me and try to prove that she's better but you know you know who's better probably me i don't know <laughs> uh anyway i i think that that game coming is so cool because it's one of those things that we've all like fans of crash have always wanted more crash and we got more crash and and they're like okay we got the trilogy but where is crash team racing and then of course at game awards we probably talked about that here but at game awards they revealed that this is happening and i cannot be more happy it's gonna be freaking awesome so highly looking forward to that and uh the only other one with a confirmed release date and we'll get into some other games that are confirmed for 2019 after this but on august 27th shenmue 3 comes out and i know tons of Shenmue fans I have never played the series but I'm super stoked that they get this entry into their favorite series or one of their favorite series and maybe I'll pick up Shenmue sometime and try it out I just haven't yet I don't know it looks all right um people tell me to just play Yakuza instead and I'm sure that frustrates people that I just said that that loves Shenmue but I don't know maybe I'll play either one of those series one day but I just haven't got around to it 
So let's go ahead and jump into 2019 games without un, without any confirmed release date. And we'll kind of rapid fire these so we can wrap up this section of the show. But there are some cool games that are confirmed for 2019 or we think are coming out in 2019. Let's go ahead and jump into those. Uh, this is more of an alphabetical order thing. And uh, they're listed here on the site in alphabetical order. So we got Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is from the guy that made symphony symphony of the night which is a similar title obviously and it's a excuse me it's a 2.5d version of this style of game it's metroidvania and i've seen some gameplay it looks fun and maybe i'll pick it up and give it a go when it comes out and it got pushed to 2019 and i wouldn't be surprised if it gets pushed again but i'm sure that would frustrate some people if it did uh we also got a new battletoads game and there hasn't been any gameplay for this and who knows if that's going to be any good we got new animal crossing game i kind of like skipped to skip these that's why i went going backwards in the alphabet now but anyway we got animal crossing i've never played animal crossing that's another series i've never played see it look like me going through these i'm like never played this series and i never played this one it, it's true um i just like what i like and i haven't tried some of the series that i didn't know if i would like or not or you know i didn't have the money at the time or whatever but animal crossing probably try it out i know that we me and sierra both will have a good time with it like it looks cool like you know a fun little management sim um i don't know if i'll like it i haven't ever gotten into one so maybe this will be the first one uh catherine full body is coming out it's a puzzle platformer and as you know it's just a remaster of catherine and i know that's a cartridge club game of the month and we got concrete genie now this is one i've been looking forward to you have a kid he has like this magic paintbrush and you can paintbrush on the side of buildings like graffiti that come to life to help him get through some negative times in his life and it looks beautiful like i think it's set it's kind of set at night and the graffiti kind of glows it kind of looks neon and i am really into the look of this and can't wait to try it out it's going to be a nice little action adventure game indie style Probably not going to be very long or anything, but definitely has it has some PS4 like Sony backing, I think, because I've seen a lot of trailers for this related to Sony products. So that's when I'm just like, hmm, definitely going to try that when it comes out. And Control, that one looks super awesome. You have more telekinesis powers. You can move things with your brain and kind of looks like it has like a mystical element to it and it's from remedy software and i know they make some killer games and i have played most of alan wake i never beat that game maybe i should go back and play it i played it on pc for a while but i did love the way that it played and i love the look of it and love the storytelling and i know that's a killer studio so that is high on my must play list for 2019 for sure and let's see what else we got here we got dreams from Media Molecule. Uh, they're known for, let's see, Little Big Planet for the most part. And they did uh, Tearaway as well. This looks like, I don't even know what to think about Dreams. It's like this crazy sandbox game where you can pl- make any video game you want. You can like 3D paint and sculpt. You can make your own music. You can make your own levels. You can make your own 2D platformer. You can make your own RPG. And then the thing I actually really want to do with dreams is go in 
play the media molecule storyline, the one that they want me to play. And then I just want to go and explore everybody else's worlds and see what kind of crazy stuff people come up with. Because the tool set looks so like intense it looks like they thought of everything and hopefully it is one of those games where i just keep looking back and keep going back to because people keep building new and crazier stages and experiences to try out um potentially dreams is one of those games that could just go on forever and just be awesome forever and as soon as it's out, I got to jump in and just see what kind of cool stuff. Maybe I'll end up building some levels in there. Who knows? But I just want to experience some creative people building creative stuff. And I think that's what this game is built for. Definitely, if you haven't seen what Dreams looks like, go look up some gameplay for it and just check it out. Because it looks just fascinating to see this kind of crazy tool set being brought to more people on an easier to access level to make your own little games and stuff and maybe this will get people into game development too you never know so dreams is one of those i'm hoping and dreaming is good <laughs> i know that was really bad i had to <laughs> um let's see we've got freedom planet 2 which i liked the first freedom planet this has been forever since i played it it's basically kind of like a sonic inspired 2d platforming game and it's basically just really fun and fast-paced uh 2d platforming and it's a good time and i hope hope the sequel lives up to the original uh we got gears of war 5 uh yeah it looks okay and then we got <laughs> sorry if you're a gears fan i'm just kind of like me to that uh in the valley of the gods looks amazing though and this is from the people that brought us Firewatch, Firewatch, yes, Firewatch. I couldn't think of it for a second there. Yes, it's from the people that brought us Firewatch. And Campo, Campo Santo, they actually got bought by Valve. So this is going to be like a Valve game somehow. And it looks just gorgeous. This they, this one was announced like 2017, I think. Like late 2017 for 2019. So hopefully it does hit this year. And it's basically your uh, photographer in the early 1900s going around Egypt. That's what it looks like from the original trailer. And the way that everything animates and the lighting and the color palettes and everything that's related to this trailer just kind of blew me away. I'm like, damn, this looks just looks right up my eye. It looks like something I really want to do and see and experience. So In the Valley of Gods is definitely one I got to check out when it comes out judgment comes out this year as well it's from the yakuza studios which i just mentioned i have never played a yakuza game but this is a brand new series from that same team and it looks just like yakuza under underground style <laughs> there's like courtroom procedural and then there's like street brawling and it looks fun as hell i i don't know if i'll play it i might just skip it but I'm, honestly it looks really fun um let's see there's some other stuff i'm just gonna skip a couple of these mario kart tour there's a ios mario kart game coming okay and i guess it's coming to android as well marvel ultimate alliance 3 i remember playing ultimate alliance 1 for hours and hours and hours and it's basically a diablo like and this one's exclusive to switch so having it being exclusive to one platform they can utilize everything for that platform and make it run perfectly for that and there's no things that they have to hold back 
compared to the other systems or like they make the ps4 version a certain way and then they have to do it differently for the nintendo switch this one's focused on the switch so it's going to be specifically developed for nintendo the nintendo platform so hopefully it runs well and it looks great um the gameplay the graphics looked a little dated but i'm okay when it comes to this style of game because you can have hundred like hundreds and crate i don't know what i'm saying I have like hundreds of monsters and lots of stuff on your screen at one time and lots of particle effects and stuff so hopefully this is fun it's basically a loot and shoot game for the most part depending on the character and it's marvel characters so hell yeah uh medieval the remake is coming out uh they're remastering it kind of like they did to crash and i actually enjoyed medieval back in the day as a kid i definitely never beat it it was very challenging for my little kid brain but i think that now modern days i can probably beat it and seeing it fully remastered is gonna be awesome i think that comes out actually tentatively it'll probably come out in halloween times which would make a lot of sense and then we got minecraft dungeons and i was kind of like on the fence about this but it kind of feels like a wave-based minecraft game where you go down in the dungeons and you try to survive and get deeper and deeper into the dungeons until you beat the big boss it's going to have bosses that aren't in original minecraft this is not anything this is not minecraft it's not an update for minecraft this is a whole new game it's kind of a spin-off game and it has a similar aesthetic of course and it's first person just like that game but it has new weapons new monsters new creatures to fight and it's more of survive by fighting in these dungeons and try to get to the big boss and beat him and if you die you lose your stuff and you basically have to like pick up all your items again so it's kind of like a roguelike when it comes to that and i love minecraft the combat in minecraft isn't anything amazing but i'm probably going to give this a go just to see how it turns out we also have ori and the will of the wisps i haven't played the first one so what my plan is to get get this game and the first one and just play them all the way through the first and the second in like quick succession that's my plan on that and i know i'm gonna love it it's a platformer and it just seems right up my alley right up my alley it looks beautiful and i'm excited to try it out for the very first time and i know a lot of people love that game so definitely excited to play both in the series when the sequel comes out let's see we got uh pokemon gen 8 i know sierra is going to be all over that Maybe it'll be my first Pokemon to get into. I can never get into Pokemon. I respect it from a distance. I'm just not the biggest RPG fan. And I love the character designs. And I love the universe. I used to love the anime as a kid. I love the movies. I just could never get into the po- <clears throat> the Pokemon games. I, I just couldn't. So, Also, we have Psychonauts 2. Another hole in my, platform, my platformer uh, history. I have never completely beat Psychonauts, the original. I've gotten so far in it i feel like i've almost beat it like two to three times so maybe when the sequel comes out i'll just say screw it and play the first and then the second like i would do with ori and it seems like a good way to do it just to see how drastic it uh updates itself as you go through it yeah there's a lot here i keep going it keeps going man i'm getting close to the end of the list i promise i know this is a long segment but you know what i've been gone for a while so I love talking games and I love getting excited for new stuff. So, Sea of Solitude looks really good. That's that EA published game. It's kind of like about depression and trying to get over your anxiety and stuff. Has really 
dark message to it and like it's a it's a woman who's kind of in her mindscape trying to uh, escape her demons and stuff and it has a really gorgeous art style one of those artsy fartsy games that i really get into and hopefully it's a good time i I, i'm looking forward to playing that for sure and um next up we got session which is basically kind of like a skate like skateboarding game in 2019 come on boy um it's coming out for windows and xbox one and then on here it says quarter three or quarter four so probably be near the end of the year if not early 2020 and it looks like skate and i like skate quite a bit and i've been wanting a new skateboarding game hope it's good that's all i can say about it i haven't tried out any of the early access or anything because i don't want to get a bad taste in my mouth for the game i'll just wait for it to fully release and see how it actually shakes up Let's see, Skull and Bones, which is like a pirate game. Not too interested in that. I know a lot of people are excited. We got Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which, sure. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be first person or third person, but it's coming from Visceral Studios. Not Visceral, that's the wrong team. That team got closed down. I had a whole podcast about that. Um, This one's coming from Respawn Entertainment, the guys that make Titanfall. Uh, We haven't seen anything from it. We just know the title, and we know it's set between episode 6 and 7. So that 10-year span right there can be about anything during that 10 years of history we don't really know about in Star Wars, which they have filled with other media. But it's going to be kind of cool to have a video game set in that time period. I'm kind of excited to see what they do. I love Titanfall, Titanfall 2. They're both fantastically playing games they have some of the most precise and fun first person shooting you're ever going to play so seeing them tackle star wars i'm i'm all aboard i'm ready let's try it out Uh, i've got to try it out for sure Um, love star wars obviously (laughs) uh let's see we've got streets of rage 4 i love the art style for this i've never uh, i played streets of rage 2 but i've never been super into retro beat-em-ups but this just looks amazing so i'll probably pick it up just to play it um outer worlds i've talked about this a bit before it's from the team that brought us fallout new vegas and a bunch of other games obsidian studios and i am way into the look of it it's in space it seems like a fallout in space type of situation they have said it's not going to be a super overly long game it's going to be you know, well-paced, and it's not going to have a lot of filler in it. They're, they're saying it's going to be a shorter role-playing game, but not. it's not going to lack any depth. It's going to have depth, but it's not going to be like, okay, let's do these 20 fetch quests. It's going to be more of a focused and smaller RPG, but when it comes to smaller RPGs, that's like a 30-hour experience instead of a 100-hour experience, which I'm fine with. And I'm really interested. This is one of my most anticipated games. I think it's going to probably end up coming around coming out around fall time maybe like august september next year or this year um yeah so i'm excited for that and let's see i'm gonna kind of zoom through this and see if anything just sticks out to me untitled goose game a silly looking game where you play as an asshole duck that messes with people in stealth your stealthy duck that takes people's freaking stuff grocery bags goes to a farm and messes with like a farmer and stuff it looks stupid and silly and i gotta play it <laughs> um and there's that wolfenstein youngblood game comes out and um i don't think i mentioned doom at all either so we have two uh id games or 
not both of them aren't id, but two Bethesda games. We got Doom Eternal, which I didn't mention yet, which I'm super excited for. Um, I don't know when this comes out, probably like an October game, but sequel to Doom 2016, give it to me. Put it in my veins right now. <laughs> I'll play the hell out of that. And then we got Wolfenstein Youngblood, which is kind of more in the future, and you play as BJ Blazkowicz is kids, as twin sisters, twin kid sisters. Yes, there we go. Not his, not his sisters, his daughters that are twin sisters. There we go. <laughs> it's, I think it's set in the 80s, and it's like a, it's a Wolfenstein game where you play with a, a partner, and it's co-op. So hopefully I can get somebody and we can play it together. I, I would love that. So that is just some of the games I'm looking forward to in 2019. And it's kind of a snapshot of where we're at and what we know about at the moment. I'm hoping for some DC Warner Brothers news. Hopefully we know what, find out what Rocksteady is doing. Uh, maybe we'll see a Batman game. Maybe we'll see a Borderlands 3 you know, these are the, some kind of kind of some of those things I've been kind of looking forward to. Maybe a new um, what is the name of the game? You know, Sam Fisher Splinter Cell. That's it. <laughs> yeah, a new Splinter Cell game uh, from Ubisoft. Hopefully, 2019 has some amazing games. I know for sure that it will it'll have plenty of fun times to be had. Um, there there are plenty of games on here. I was kind of like eh about. But I think this is the year that I'm going to try out some games that are out of my comfort zone because I stick to similar style of games a lot of times. But experiencing new types of games is going to be my uh, 2019 resolution for video games. So hopefully that ends up happening. (laughs) So yeah, that's the 2019 snapshot of video games that I'm looking forward to. I was going to do movies. But I think I'm going to go ahead and save that for another topic in a future episode. Maybe next week. Yeah, probably next week. And uh, we have one more segment for the show this week. I know it's super long, but that's the point. (laughs) This last segment will be a little bit shorter, but it's going to be my 2019 resolutions. My New Year's resolutions, which I don't know if I'll stick to. But let's go ahead and talk about that now. So that was my rant and rave about a bunch of video games in the future, but it is a brand new year. So I like to sit down and I kind of want to think internally, think, think about what I want to improve, what are my new year's resolutions? And I'm not going to spend forever on this topic, but let's, let's talk about it a little bit from a personal standpoint. I want to continue on with work and get improve improve in my job in my field and possibly get a raise you know on my career side I want to be really strong I want to do a great job and improve in the future and that's an obvious goal um, personally I want to lose some weight uh, I already lost a little bit of weight this year I'm not gonna make it to the point where I am stressing about it though that's the problem every time I try to do these weight loss, you know, I, I, I do a weight loss challenge. Like I got to lose 30 pounds. 
generally, I just want to get back down to around 200 pounds. I'm about 230 now, give or take. And I want to get to 200 pounds or lower by my birthday, which is in October. And I feel like that's pretty doable. I just kind of cut back on some stuff, work out a little bit more. And I don't want to make it like this super horrible, like, uh, I can't eat anything fun or tasty ever type of situation. I want to take my time, pace myself, and just slowly lose a bit of weight here and there until I'm where I want to be. And that feels very attainable, and I just don't like putting such a physical strain on myself. Like, man, I can't have any fun. I can't eat anything I want. I can't drink a beer when I want to or anything like that. Just cut back on my snacking, cut back on my beer, cut back on my stuff, my vices, and hopefully lose a little bit of weight in the process. Um, That's those are my two main personal goals. You know, I want to just enjoy more things is that does that make sense i i want to try to put more positive energy out i want to be more positive about everything because sometimes i'll be down on a lot of stuff and i don't want to be like that i want to have a whole entire year where i'm just feeling positive all the time and hopefully that happens because it's been like especially starting this job like this job feels so positive like i don't feel so much strain on me that i'm like oh this sucks i'm like you know what? I actually want to do a good job. Yeah, this is great. And then, um, you know, stuff happens like, oh, here, let's just tell a little story. Why not? I just got paid for the very first time with Applebee's because they had this $15 and you can have all you can eat riblets, shrimp, like fried shrimp or chicken tenders. And the service was terrible there, but we still had a great time. And a lot of people around us were complaining and like they had three servers for an entire restaurant. So I was a little bummed out. Like we would get a plate and it would just take forever. Like I asked him for water. Like I just want a water. Like, cause I went in there and they had Captain Morgan and Coke, you know, a cap and Coke for $2. And I was like, Hey, hell yeah. So I had two of those, but I'm like just drinking those. And I'm like really thirsty. I'm like, dude, I just need some water. Can I get some water? Can I get some water? And like, we never got water. Like, until the very end that was frustrating it was kind of a poor customer service experience but i got to go out and hang out with my girlfriend instead of focusing on the negative part of it like oh that was a bad experience i focused on like hey i had a great time with sierra and we went out and had a great time like who cares if it was a bad experience when it comes to the service i got to hang out with her you know so i was trying to take a positive spin on it and that's kind of my motto for the rest of the year or in going forward for my life in general is I just want to take a more positive spin on anything. Even if it's a negative situation, I want to try to take a positive spin on it as much as I possibly can. And I know that's a really ambiguous goal for the year, but it makes me feel so much better every single day. Waking up in the morning, I feel better. You know, hanging out at home, I feel better. You know, doing this type of thing. I feel better. So some kind of vague, big goals, overarching goals, you know, personal goals for the year and uh, creative goals. I have more like, you know, I want to make more podcasts, which I'm already going to be doing. I want to make more videos. I want to learn how to make better videos because 
I feel like I can put together some decent let's plays like because that's the thing I did for years and years was it's just a ton of let's plays. So I'm going to kind of dive back into that. I do have a couple of series planned and continue on with Minecraft because I love doing it. Even if it only gets 15 views, I don't really care because I have such a good time doing it and it's just a blast to edit and a blast to play. It's just fun. It gets me back into the game. Why not? And then going back in my one of my concepts is to play all of the mario games from the very beginning from super mario brothers all the way to super mario odyssey from beginning to end collecting everything no warp whistles or skips or anything like that playing them the natural way and try to have fun with that do a let's play series on that and be like a mario marathon series and I don't know how it's going to go yet, but that's one of my plans for 2019 series. And then do some more talking head videos, which if you don't know what that means, it's kind of just like someone talking to the camera. And then you have like cutscene, you know, gameplay or whatever. You kind of talk about a topic. I want to do more of those and uh, we'll go from there. And I, I just want to have fun with it. And it's a good time. And I was looking back at my YouTube channel from last year. I only have a, like maybe 10 to 12 just regular videos for the entire year. And I, I want to make it more regular videos, not just a ton of podcast episodes looking in my YouTube feed. I want it to be the podcast episodes are there. And then there's all this other content if you want to watch it type of thing. So hopefully I can get the, get to that on a creative standpoint and get to a good schedule where I can make the videos like that. And I want to do more fun podcast episodes and have more guests on here because it's fun to hear me talk i'm sure oh maybe not <laughs> um but i want to have more fun dynamics and talk to some more people and i'm pretty terrible at having guests on here because this is kind of a free form show it's so loosey-goosey so it's kind of like how do i have a guest on here how does this work how do i do this and then you know I kind of flub it or I make it work and having family members on and like Sierra on and stuff like that is easy because I know these people so well, but maybe I'll have some more people from the cartridge club and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if the show would ever have to host like constant host, but I do want to have more guests, maybe like once every month or so or something like that. Um, so pr creatively, that's kind of the YouTube internet side. I want to learn how to draw better. I want to draw more things. I want to start designing t-shirts and stuff like that on the side for fun. And, you know, just get more creative when it comes to that. And on the video game side and entertainment side, I want to watch more shows and more TV and movies. I think I've, I'm pretty good on that front. But I do want to get to where I'm playing more of my backlog, getting through some of those. And then playing modern stuff too. And I I mean, these are all obvious goals, you know. And, you know, the entertainment stuff, I don't take too seriously. Like, if I don't really feel like playing a game that day and I just want to sit down and watch the stream of some guys playing something or, you know, play giant, watch a giant bomb video or something from the Cartridge Club or just sit down and read a book. I don't read. I don't read. Maybe that's some, something I should aspire to. Try to read a couple books this year. You know, and read more comics too. I don't read ever really anymore, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> and uh, there's always an excuse too. I'm like, you know, when I get a tablet, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read a ton of comics. And then I bet if I get a tablet, I won't even do that. I don't know. We'll see. 
Um, but yeah, 2019 should be a good year. I just want it to be a year of positive steps and good directions and try not to have anything drastic or crazy happen. Like last year I lost my car, I lost my job and all this freaking dramatic over like crazy life things happened that I hope doesn't happen this year. I want it to be a year of growth and a year of positivity. So hopefully that's what it ends up being. And I hope you guys can join me for that ride and we can experience all these great times together and talk about amazing games and movies and comics and keep this show going because this show is back on schedule. And I will see you guys next week on Frantic Thoughts Podcast. If you guys don't follow me, I'm at Frantic Society on Twitter. And check out the Cartridge Club. It's cartridgeclub.org slash forums and we can have a conversation about the episode. Thank you for listening to this extra long episode, the return to Frantic Thoughts. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And I'll catch you guys next week and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that. See ya. Let me face, let me face, let me face my fears <laughs>
cry.